there. Welcome to Did I Talk Too Much, a Grit podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Wirtz. We just watched the Radio Rebel trailer just to be inspired, you know, as women, behind, <laughs> b- girls behind the mics, as Lauren says. <laughs> yes. Yes, perfect. So perfect. I'm so, feeling so empowered. Right yeah, now. no, just as a woman, mm-hmm. just feeling like I am, you know, stepping into my God-given gifts. I um, am Radio Rebel. I am, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I'm Jenna. I am the host of, I'm like, what's this thing called again? Did I talk too much? A grit podcast. Welcome, Woo. welcome, Biola women and women everywhere, and the welcome. select men I'm related to who might listen to this. <laughs> Love you. We welcome all men. Honestly, we welcome. We do. The door is open. Hundred percent. And what we're talking about today: perfectionism, academic validation. All that stuff is not specific to girls. Mm-mm. So the burden might fall a little heavier on us, but. We know boys that are like this, too. So you're welcome on this podcast and every podcast, of course. Of course. Of course. And then we have Miss Lauren over here. Hello. It is I. (laughs) The Lauren. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Honestly, just like so honored to be here. Tell me about your day today. Give me your two word check in. How we're feeling. You can kind of finish up with your two words if you want. Kind of go through the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a play-by-play. Right. Um, let's see. Well, I had no classes today, so... Senior life. Senior life. You know, I'm waking up quite late (laughs) on these days. (laughs) Um, Lauren, can you tell us um, how many days of the week you don't have class? I think it's five. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm barely here. Yeah. No, you've heard of the four-day work week. Lauren is actually doing the two-day. The two-day work week. Yeah. So she's kind of crazy for that. Kind of wild. Yeah. It's it's an interesting schedule for sure. But I have my late nights. That's why we're here, babe. That's why we're here, you know. (laughs) At 7 (laughs) p.m. Yeah. This is so early for Lauren. This is like lunchtime, like in her schedule. No, literally. I think I just woke up. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Please. Okay, wait. So you didn't have class today. What'd you do? Um, I had a meeting with one of my professors. Um, was it a slay? Was it a nay? You know, it really just added onto my plate. Mm. It said, you know, it was like. It said, mm, what if you did a little more? Yeah, let me sprinkle a little bit more stress on there. Like, you <laughs> <Please>. need it. <laughs> Please. So that was fun. Um, and then after that, I've just been trying to stay on top of homework because tonight I usually procrastinate. Mm-hmm. This is usually my night when I'm up to like six in the morning, um, which we'll be talking about in like a few minutes. Yeah. But yeah. how about you? Um, let's see. Today has been very full for me. So Monday and Wednesday are really light days for me. So I only have one class. And then Tuesday, Thursday, I have three classes. And they're all classes I really like. I got English, I got film photography, and I got ASL. Love, I mean, English is fine. I love writing, but it's like, write this paper about your discipline. And I'm like, mm-hmm. write a paper about journalism? I can't, get, nothing's, except English 313, the Biola students know the struggle. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's really tough. And, um, you know, at 9 a.m., it's just not good. And people don't talk enough about how 9 a.m.s are just as bad as 8 a.m.s. Because you yeah. have to wake up at 8. That's true. Like, simply, any class before 10.30 is too early. But it's kind of got me in a good routine with waking up early, so, like, maybe not. Whatever. Anywho, mm-hmm. 
So my classes are fun, but I was just super busy because my second job on campus is that I run the yearbook by Olin Chuck. Ooh. Yo. So I was um, hanging with my assistant, Anne. Love you, Anne. And literally was doing that for like three hours, making spreadsheets. You know, it was just like a lot for me. Yeah, <laughs> I was just oh like gosh. so tired. And then I went to sign my ASL class. And then it was like, we have an exam on Thursday. I'm terrified. Oh Where she's going to like, there's different parts. So basically she's going to be like, <laughs> please, Lauren throwing up her fake signs right now. <laughs> please. I learned today my sign teacher showed us what girl boss means. Okay, here <gasps> oh, it is. So I'm going to tell the audience at home. So you're going to start with like the center of your jaw, your thumb. It looks like a thumbs up. And you bring your thumb down like past your lip. And then you move. So this is with your dominant hand. So you do that motion. You like swipe your jawline. And then you make like, I don't really know how to describe. Like, <laughs> this is so hard. Basically, like you act like you're like holding a ball almost, I guess, like the way your fingers are bent. And then you like put that on your shoulder like two times so it's like it's like girl boss and then my teacher because we were reading about this like notable deaf woman in history and i was like how i was asking like how do you sign girl boss because she's a girl boss obviously and then i like yeah it was just really funny and then the whole class my teacher like when we got things right she'd be like and we were like oh my yes. gosh so it was a great moment giving it's giving girl boss yeah this is so cute the double tap on the shoulder because yes. it looks like shoulder pads oh my gosh true like Such a, a girl boss yes no that's a great way to like associate and help me remember that okay so lauren wrote a spectacular splendid blog oh. that by the time this episode is out will have been released long ago but long feel ago. free to go back and read it we will have it on our Instagram, you know, some of the highlights. But Lauren, tell me a little bit about your blog, what you talked about, all that. All that. Um, so, yeah, my blog is honestly just on my experience with, like, academic validation and perfectionism. Something that, quite frankly, I thought I had gotten over by this age. But, no, it keeps popping up in my life in little ways. Um and so I had like a recent experience with that and it was just like a lot Mm -hmm. and so I was just kind of processing that and like putting it out there can you tell us about this experience that you had yeah I feel like I've talked about it so much and it's like it's I'm sure so many people deal with it so I'm just like why am I complaining about this no it's valid it is valid but I'm like, it's not valid. <laughs> it's actually not valid. Like, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> Bye. Just um, gaslights you? I'm no, like, that's literally. literally, everyone does that. It's not a problem. When Lauren said she stayed up till 6 a.m., I was like, mm, never done that. <laughs> so you can, at least in this room, you're unique in your experience. Okay, see, yeah, I guess maybe I assume everyone does it, but yeah, it just gives you a better... Mm -hmm. Um, visual of my my academic life I guess so yeah I stayed up until about 6 a.m working on a 15 point assignment um for my like coverage class I just had to like write coverage on this like film it was actually don't worry darling which we were just talking about Uh we need to do we need to do a reveal a little just kidding it was um (laughs) lots of thoughts Lots of thoughts. Lots of... Too many thoughts, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, too many. 
but yeah i don't know some something something about it i just decided sleep is not important right now yeah and this assignment is more important mm-hmm. yeah yeah what do you feel like like when you are in that state what's like propelling you forward versus just like going to sleep yeah honestly <laughs> i feel like it's some type of like i mean obviously it's perfectionism but with mm-hmm. that it's like the i'd say the drive is like anxiety almost of like i'm also that type of person where like i'm just like constantly checking canvas like what are my grades what did the professor say mm-hmm. um just like yeah i i guess like it almost becomes like a label for me and i take it very personally like my grades and like yes. the professor's notes and i'm like oh my god that's gosh. so real like I'm a terrible writer because I got this oh, grade. Or oh, whatever. actually. Yeah, and it's like, no, that was definitely like a one time experience yeah. and you're learning, and that's mm-hmm. what learning is. But yeah, that was like my drive, I guess. I, I just can't like go to sleep, like knowing that yeah. I didn't do like the best that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just like kind of crazy sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, I heard you say like, it's like what learning should be is like making mistakes along the way and not being perfect like when you think of like literally okay literally (laughs) i'm like literally (laughs) bye literally learning something like maybe you don't know at all like in a brand new class like i'm in my sign language class that i talked about and i'll like be in class and i like mess up on a sign and my teacher like corrects me and i'll be like oh i'm so dumb and i'm like um literally never learned this i'm in my first month of school this is a new language. Like, she has literally been learning this for, like, over 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you know that. And, yeah, it's just, like, it feels like the stakes are high, though, when mm-hmm. learning, when making mistakes is, like, wait, this actually says something about me as a person. Instead mm-hmm. of just, like, making mistakes is, like, no matter how much you you have it in your head of, like, this isn't about who I am intrinsically. Like, right. this is fine. But yeah. when you're told often, like, growing up, which we can talk about, like, you're talented, you're really smart, all this stuff. True. Then you're like, oh, basically, like, you keep looking for validation that that's true. And then mm-hmm. when you mess up, your brain is like, wait, this isn't, like, with, like, what we've agreed. That, like, we're yeah, smart. So then totally, yeah. it just becomes, like, this proving thing. Right. When you really, it's just, like, the head-to-heart journey, which is so tough. Mm-hmm. But when you're head, you're like, okay, this isn't true of me. But then when you're looking at you getting a really low grade on your test, <laughs> me and my biology course, <laughs> I'm like, it's like, you just feel so bad about yourself. And you're like, yeah. this is not how it should feel. Right. Just like if you, I'm trying to think, I was about to be like, when you're riding your bike and you fall off, it doesn't feel good then either. But fun fact, I actually forgot how to ride my bike. Oh, no. Yeah, people say it's like riding a bike. I don't know what that means because I, I did forget. Can't relate. <laughs> cannot relate. That doesn't do anything about me as a learner. <laughs> I did forget how to ride my bike. Oh my Please. Goodness. Okay. So you talked in your, um, I want to say your article, your bloggy blog, about um, you being a gate kid. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what that stands for. Well, I know what it stands for, but tell the audience about it. What do you think about those programs? How do you feel like it affected you? Yeah, honestly, it's like so far back in my memory. That program was like, I think they tested me in like first grade. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. If I didn't even different. know anything in first grade. I'm like, huh? <laughs> it's like, it's weird. Like, I remember going into like the gym or whatever, mm-hmm. the 
and we all like sat down at these tables and we had these packets we had to fill out and they were just like just do your best like this is just like seeing where you're at and I was like okay and Lauren's like I'm gonna win (laughs) I literally like that's the that's the interesting thing though is that like my academic drive didn't start until like high school Hmm. like middle school I could care less about my grades interesting yeah that's a whole different discussion but yeah we can get into that right and like gate I don't know it was just I was so young and I feel like obviously there has to be some type of like impact for like little kids to be like all right and we're gonna split up the classes and like you're all gonna be in this class and whatnot and then I'm start they start having me do these like projects that are a little like accelerated that it's like oh this is kind of hard and am I dumb and for not like catching on Mm -hmm. um did you say what gate stood for I honestly don't know okay I don't (laughs) think you did so let's say it now and then we can always cut it if you didn't okay I I looked it up you did all right go for it gifted and talented I think education Okay, I yeah, don't know that what makes sense. sense for. But yeah. it's basically like an advanced learning thing. Most middle schools mm. that I have heard of like have something like that. So you had an elementary school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you have it in middle school too or was it just elementary? I think middle school it was a little bit more like honors type of system. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can continue. Yeah, it was um I don't know. Again, I was so young and I guess that's definitely like a large part of it is that like I guess I just didn't even understand what it meant and that like there probably was some type of association with like oh I'm with all these like really talented gifted kids so then it made me associate like oh I have to keep up type thing Mm. like because I feel like also when you put kids like like you split them up like that then it's just like it puts more pressure on like the gifted kids to Mm -hmm. be the best in their class and then for like the kids that aren't in the program it makes them feel like why am I not in the program like totally and it's based on something so like I don't know that's a whole nother conversation about like what um being gifted like even means because okay yes (laughs) literally yeah it was it was definitely based on just like your ability to think outside of the box and just like I don't know have a different learning style I guess and Mm -hmm. kind of be a little bit more curious I guess about things but that doesn't mean that like everyone else is not gifted or not like smart about different topics different things like yeah right no I definitely think what you said is true of like what does it even mean to be gifted yeah it's like such a good question because as Christians we inherently believe that like we were created by a creator who is gifted and so it's like we are inherently gifted just Mm -hmm. because god's given us unique giftings for our lives and they all look different and there's not like better giftings i forget where it is paul said it somewhere where he's talking about like the parts of the body and he's saying like when we talk about like the body of christ and so he's like some of you are like a hand and you're trying to be a Mm -hmm. foot like all Mm -hmm. this stuff yeah so all of that sort of thing, you know, the just really proper exegesis I just did on that scripture, you know, <laughs> um, it's so easy to like look at certain people who get this like label and this validation of like, oh, you're gifted or you're really smart. 
Like for me growing up, I was always, I always wanted to be seen as smart, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I am smart. I know that, but it's, I have to work really hard. Like I don't naturally just like crush it on tests. Like right. I have to be working hard, hard, hard and I get a B and I'm like, cool. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Like I remember in middle school, I used to get a C in my math class and my mom, I would tell her, I'd be like, I got a C and she'd like give me a high five. Cause she was like, I know how hard math is for you. Like mm-hmm. a C is good. Right. Yeah. Also, separate conversation. I'm like, grading does not make sense. No, I know 70% of this information and I get a C. I'm like, and you get the same grade if you know 0% or 50. Right. 50%. I'm like, okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Another chance. That's just a little. No, it's true, though. <laughs> like, there are literally colleges, like, some of the most prestigious colleges don't have grading. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe we should think about that. Totally. <laughs> I think as a student, my experience would be completely different if grades were not a factor mm-hmm. because it just there's something so different about learning when it becomes performative and right. from a place Ooh, like at yeah. least for me of striving of where I'm like I have to keep my scholarship so mm-hmm. I'm like really stressed I might not be sleeping as much yeah like and even what you're talking about like procrastinating and just being like so stressed out about all these assignments mm-hmm. when it's like if it didn't matter that it was turned in on time or not even that it was turned out on time, but, like, there wasn't the repercussions of, like, oh, you could fail this class. Right. Yeah. You would still do your work, but it's, like... Yeah, for the joy of learning. Like, exactly. I enjoy learning. I just don't like being tested on it. No, it's so... It's so tough. Um, People so much to, like, learn so much and be the best in their class that it's just, like... Exactly. I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily see the point... Um, even though I'm, like, a slave to it. <laughs> Please. You're like, guys, just, like, don't do just, it. Just, like, stop. Just, like, even stop worrying. I'm, like, <laughs> currently worrying. crippling anxiety about it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. But, like, I, I heard, I think, uh, I heard something about, like, in a lot of the top, like, Ivy League schools, like, just these really competitive schools, mm-hmm. um, everyone wants to get in they want to like be able to say that they got in and feel like you know they feel so smart they feel so like achieved Mm -hmm. by getting in which like that's great that's amazing Mm -hmm. but i've heard that like those kids at those schools even no like they're all smart they had they got in literally all geniuses but literally like those schools have the highest rate of dropout because mm-hmm. they like feel dumb compared to like the top of the class because it's a different caliber of like totally everyone is smart so now you are oh. dumb compared to the top and it's yeah. just like what kind of comparison it's just like the comparison is crazy but mm-hmm. which is again it's just like I don't know education is so personal and it should be a lot about learning yeah and it's like nah it's about that grade yeah but, like unfortunately for a lot of us so it has to like come down to that mm-hmm. yeah that's really hard do you feel do you have like memories of like I know it was like literally in first grade yeah but like of your intelligence and like school stuff kind of before you were in that or is that kind of like when things you start remembering like stuff like that Honestly, I I don't remember much. I I just do remember like the shift after t- mm-hmm. doing like the gate program of like all of a sudden all my classes are like with the same kids and mm-hmm. like we're all And was it smaller? It was smaller. It was like 
I just kept seeing the same kids and we were all like doing these new projects and like going out and making I don't know we were just like there it was very like experimental like education it seemed like Mm mm-hmm almost felt like a little guinea pig goodbye <laughs> no i'm not trying to like really hate on the gate oh, program of course. of course i'm sure it's great but um yeah it was it led me probably led me to be how i am today <laughs> a bit love just kidding um yeah so do you does it feel like at biola and you can say this like in kind of in high school too you can kind of answer separately mm. but does it feel like you have to like I feel like especially in high school for people that maybe knew that you were in like the gate program, did you feel like you had to like live up to this like smart like expectation, like this gifted expectation? Or is that more of an intrinsic internal thing that you're trying to prove to yourself? I think it's both, honestly. Mm. Um, And I would say that it probably started like in middle school even. So like my middle school didn't have a gate program, like I said, like it was more like honors really, Mm kind of like similar to high school with like AP and stuff. Um, and it was weird, like, I think, like, my middle school had a lot of smart kids, um, it was just, like, a really good school, and Mm -hmm. a lot of kids would get tutoring, like, all that, like, just, it was... In middle school? Yes, it was very high-pressure type of, like, because, like, I don't know, um... I feel like that's pretty unique. I think so, um, it might have been, like, the community it Mm -hmm. was in and stuff. Yeah. Um... But I remember, like, my friends were all, like, crazy about their grades. And, like, Mm. they were talking about college in middle school. (gasps) Please. Yeah. I don't even think I knew a name of a college in middle school. Bro, if you want to know a little bit about me and my, like, academic validation type stuff, literally when I was, like, seven years old, I I would say, I'm going to go to UCLA. (laughs) Me just blowing out the mic. I'm so sorry. UCLA. Yeah. Screaming. What were you going to study? No clue. I just knew that's you a were good gonna school. Go. It's a good school. And I'm going to go. Yeah. I mean, okay. I probably knew University of Washington, like, as a child. And you're from California, mm-hmm. right? So it makes sense. Right. But <laughs> seven years old. Yeah. It just, it started young. And then middle school with, like, my friends, they would be like, oh, well, like, I have to study. I have to get a good grade. I need like, mm. all A's or else I'm not going to get into college. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, they crazy. do look at your middle school transcripts. That's right. one thing they don't tell you. <laughs> they don't tell you about that. Um, I wouldn't be here if they looked at mine. So It was crazy. I was like, literally like, what? And that just kind of like killed my like drive a little bit in middle school because like, I don't know. I just felt like, oh my gosh, this is like debilitating to think about all this at like 12 years old 12 (laughs) like it's insane um so yeah at that point I just kind of like gave up and I probably had the worst grades of my life in middle school because I was Mm -hmm. just like I am like cracking under the pressure and I want to live my life as a little middle schooler while I still can of course um and and then like high school I'd say that you know I went to a private high school and there were plenty of gifted students there too um they're everywhere they're everywhere you know (laughs) (laughs) so uh, they're haunting the schools (laughs) they're infested yeah I remember freshman year I was just like I put so much pressure on myself and I was like Mm. 
because we had to do testing and I got into like a lot of honors classes and I was like I'm gonna take all honors and I'm gonna do that from freshman year to senior year and like it's just something that I I would tell my mom and she'd be like why like you don't have to like literally you literally don't have to like it's Mm -hmm. okay and I was like nope I need to prove to myself that I can do it Mm -hmm. because I got in so I must be capable yeah so like let's see how it goes yeah it's interesting how the pendulum swung like from Mm -hmm. elementary Mm -hmm. school to middle school being like because it's a lot easier to not try at all and be like, well, you don't get good grades, but it's like, at least I'm not trying. Right. But if you try super hard and you fail, that's yep. when it hurts. Yep. That's yep. when it hurts. Yep. So it's yep. easy yep. to be like, I'm just going to not try, like whatever. And then you go back in high school and you're like, okay. I assume the private high school is like maybe different, a different plethora of people than like your middle school. So then you're like, these are new people. Mm-hmm. But so I want to like distinguish myself. Right. I, I'm not sure I had the introduction of like AP classes mm-hmm. and I remember I took like my first AP <laughs> class and I, oh, no. you know, I still had like kind of a poor drive from middle school and mm-hmm. I got like my first C in that AP class Whoa. and for me that was like terrible and I cried about it for like days oh. and I like... I just like a C on an assignment? No, in, or in the, the class. in the class. Yeah. The class. Okay. And it like, I carried that as like a part of my identity. I was just like, oh my <sighs> God, I got to see. I don't know. And it even like, this is random, a little off, off topic, but mm-hmm. it even like kind of stretches as far as like my driving test. <laughs> like I failed the first time and I cried the whole way oh. home and I was just like, I have like such high expectations and I'm just like I'm not perfect but sometimes I can't accept that (laughs) no it's so hard also my just giving a quick plug to my bestie Riley from home literally the smartest person in the world failed her driver's test as well so I can't remember if it was multiple times or just one I'm a bad best friend apparently (laughs) but like I know dozens of people that are 10 times smarter than me and they failed the driver's test don't know if that's helpful <laughs> but i remember after every drive and driver's ed i would be crying because i would be so like stressed afterward like driving with like the female instructors like i was just be like because ah. they would be like okay you gotta stop before you turn right on red so like you don't kill us like literally but then like just feeling so dumb and being so yeah. out of your element it's right. so uncomfortable yeah it's so uncomfortable and And so yeah it it, feels a lot safer when you when you're somewhere you know you know everything mm -hmm. that like goes without saying but it's just like that i hate that feeling of just like being out of your element right no yeah and like that feeling oh my gosh it goes it expands everywhere like Mm -hmm. new jobs oh nothing i hate more than a new job nothing when you like don't so know like dumb. you just like don't know like where the bathroom is like, oh you my no right you need you someone to what. cover your first shift and you don't really know anyone like mm-hmm. oh that's so it's so uncomfortable but it's right. like these things are necessary for you to literally do anything like i had right. to go through the discomfort of i'm like what do i have to go through mm. <laughs> i'm trying to think of an example like, even within my own major, so I'm a journalism major, Lauren is minoring in journalism, mm-hmm. so she will certainly have experienced this, but, like, having to interview people oh, yeah. for articles, oh, God. you would think, you would think, by my <laughs> junior year, I'd be an absolute legend, 
no like still really it's just it makes me so anxious and I get so scared before and I get so uncomfortable but it's like and I feel like they can sense that I'm like really inexperienced and dumb Mm -hmm. but I'm like it's literally either this and then I just I'm like okay I'm just not gonna pursue this career anymore and just stop right or I can be uncomfortable and be bad because you have to suck at things before you're good at them yeah like and I think that we forget that when there's things that come easy to you. Like, for example, when you're talking mm-hmm. about being a gay kid, like when that stuff came easy to you when you were little, it was like, oh, if things come easy to me at first, then I'm smart and I'm good at it. Right. But it's like sometimes you just have natural gift. You do. You just have natural giftings. And for me, I know I'm good at talking to people, but just in that formal context, it's like just kind of uncomfortable, which is normal. Like mm-hmm. you just have to be get experience in it. But... It's either like that or, like I said, like you can just give up and be like, well, I'm not good at this or keep going. But it's just so uncomfortable. It is. It's a learning. There's a learning curve. Yes. For everything. And that needs to be accounted for in our GPAs. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Honestly. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. It's I've had a hard time with like letting my grades define me, obviously. Yeah. I feel like that's super universal. Because it's literally, it feels so personal because it's especially when it comes to like expressions Mm -hmm. of yourself, like when you're doing screenwriting, Mm -hmm. because that's what Lauren's majoring in, if you didn't know. (laughs) So if you're writing a script and you care so much about it and you're pouring your heart into it and you get a B, you're like, "Mm, okay, so I don't have good ideas. I'm not smart. I'm not creative. Like all this stuff. It feels like your whole identity is on the line Mm -hmm. when you give like your work this is how I feel when I get my work edited by people and that's like when I edit other people I'm like I'm so sorry like I'm like trying to like fix things literally the editor of the yearbook I'm like oh just like like maybe move this around because it feels so high stakes when it's happening to you where they're like oh cut this like blah blah, blah. and you're like mm-hmm. but I really like that like I felt like that was like an expression of myself it's just like really like I feel like even if you're not sensitive also what does it even mean to be sensitive like I'm like Ooh, that's a great topic <laughs> literally I'm like I obviously only know my own experience but I'm also like are there just some people that aren't insecure like I don't know no I think they're better at hiding it I agree <laughs> I agree but it's just like it's a vulnerable when you're when people are grading your stuff right your teacher's comments when they leave like my professor left the nicest comment on like my thing I got 90 I got a 90 on my essay which I was like slay Mm -hmm. but I still was a little annoyed I was like why wasn't it a 95 like you know just that where I'm like I'm a good writer like I'm in a freaking English class like I should get 100% like it shouldn't be that hard and I'm like looking at it and he's like oh yeah like there's like a few grammar things and stuff it just feels so personal and he's like oh yeah like there was just some extra commas but then like there's like three paragraphs praising it and there's this one thing and I'm like oh like it wasn't good and I'm like okay why can't I just like be proud of myself yeah like I did a really good job on the rest of it but right. it's like I'm always just like inclined to look at like what am I failing at what am I messing up at yeah exactly but perfectionism just sucks because you think you just have an unattainable goal and you will literally never be satisfied mm-hmm. like you think that you're gonna somehow get there it's like no but the thing is with yeah. grading there's the illusion of that because it's like oh i could get 100 percent, right which would be perfect right and it is fulfilling to, like for a little bit totally until the next assignment <laughs> comes around <laughs> it's like a drug it is like a drug Boy. <laughs> running off of that <laughs> i need those good comments <laughs> please i'm dead i definitely think it's because there's this like there's an option almost to be perfect 
when it comes mm. to school. Yeah. But it's like, if I just do True. everything right, but it's like, you you literally can't. Like, mm. but it's just like, in my brain, I'm like, no, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Right. I have a really good quote about perfection. A really good quote about perfectionism. Oh, nice. I'm going to pull out my laptop and get it. So I also have a book recommendation for <gasps> um, the podcast. Miss Brene Brown's one of my my faves. She's like an emotions researcher. She's amazing. So Miss Brene Brown has a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. Ooh. Which I'm like, are there any? (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm literally kidding. I read her book. I should have brought it, my copy. It's very written. It's very written up. She's good. Mm. Um, But this summer, um, Parker mailed it to me. Parker's my boyfriend. He mailed me this book because he'd known I'd been wanting to read it. And it was really good. But I was reading in the summertime when I like wasn't really trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than, you know, all of my social interactions, stuff like that. Oh, that but when sense. it comes to, like, my work, which I feel like as a creative person, perfection is, like, literally the hindrance to, like, creativity. Um, but she has a really good quote, so I'm going to read it because I feel like it really clears up what perfectionism is and what it isn't. Mm. So she says, perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. Mm. It's yeah. a shield. A 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's really the thing that's preventing us from flight. Dang. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to carry that shield, though. Me. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'll just keep carrying the shield. I'm good. I'm good. What are your thoughts when you hear that? Um, I don't know. I guess I'm, like, rethinking my whole life. You're like, what if I didn't pull an all-nighter? <laughs> also, let the record show that when Lauren pulled her all-nighter, she came to our grit meeting at 9 a.m. the next morning. So. Right. So I was running on a little, like, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay, yes. I want to hear more. Um, yeah. I mean, she's speaking truth. It's just so hard to, like, take that and, like, actually put it towards my actions i guess yeah because it's so innate almost at this point yeah once i graduate i wonder if anything will change but i don't know perfectionism you know comes up in different ways it does so if it's not school it might come up in other stuff even in work that's how i feel at work too like i have talked about this with a lot of my friends like making a mistake at work (laughs) <laughs> it's the nothing end of the world. nothing worse <laughs> i remember i was texting my boss something or i was in a meeting where my boss was there and the rest of my staff was there so like i'm over my staff but then i have a boss if mm-hmm. that makes sense and so i remember like a staff member asked something and i was like oh yeah I, like brian can you send that to me and he was like oh yeah i sent that to you like a week ago did you not see it and i was like oh. i was like i'm dumb i'm stupid like literally shame like literally right. like it was so right. strong and i was like Okay. Like, it wasn't as bad as it used to be, because when stuff like that used to happen, it would, like, really overwhelm me, and I would, like, shut down, because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm dumb, I'm bad, like, all this. Mm -hmm. But then then I was like, oh, I must have missed it. Like, okay, that's fine. I'll send it to you. Whatever. Mm. Because I feel like it's important to be, like, no one else is, like, expecting me to have it all. I'm like, I've never done this job before. Like, obviously, there's things that are going to slip through the cracks. And, but it's just so hard when people, like, in the moment, are like, "You, you messed up. Right. But when you're able to give that grace to yourself, it's way easier to give it to other people when mm-hmm. they mess up. You're like, okay, they are incapable of being perfect. Like, definitely. It's fine. Yeah. Or like the opposite. I feel like sometimes, yeah, yeah I don't know. 
mm-hmm. being able to give grace to other people and it's just like well if i can give grace to them yes i, know, I do totally. that all the time too you can totally start whatever way okay this is like the question that my spiritual director always asks me which is Ooh. i'm always like oh, fine krista oh my gosh <laughs> she goes like i'll open up about something and she's like okay what would you say to someone in your life if they like brought this up to you like what would your like encouragement or advice be to them so when it comes to academic validation perfectionism Mm -hmm. what would you tell like a loved one yeah um like if they're like crying to you like they got a bad grade and they're like i just feel like so dumb right like blah blah blah. like my professor said this yeah i'd be like well, you'd be like you're first dumb of all, <laughs> first of all you're dumb no first of all you're not dumb um i think something that like my mom always tried to tell me um because i would kind of have meltdowns when i would not be happy with my grade or whatnot mm-hmm. um she would always just like ask me like well did you try your best yeah and i'd be like yeah and she's like well then that's all you can do yeah and that's like you did your best and that's all that matters yes totally and And your best isn't like staying up right until six like right pushing your body and your mind to the limits isn't the same as doing your best right yeah i feel like we that's like yeah there's definitely a distinction there um Mm -hmm. because not trying to literally shame you no literally i'm like (laughs) don't do that no it's true though because like i myself kind of I'm still figuring out that distinction. Like, what does that really mean? Because it's like, well, I could stay I up super late and, and do this, but and it's I like, did, <laughs> and <laughs> I did not get 15 out of 15 on my freaking assignment. Right? Yeah. It's <sighs> um, yeah. It's an important choice to know when to like stop and step back and be like, okay, um, like, did I do my best in terms of like fulfilling the assignment and just like you know learning about what i was supposed to learn about you know yeah meet the prompt all right it's the end of the night i should go to sleep totally because <laughs> i think where i went wrong which maybe other people do too is like i not only like did the assignment but i was just like going ham i was like this isn't good enough mm. like i have to keep editing it yeah until i'm satisfied with it and it was just like why (laughs) because you're trying to prevent shame that's like what Brene talks about right like the shame of being seen as dumb or inadequate Mm -hmm. you're like I can prevent that if I just keep striving and definitely which it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you keep doing better and then you're like wait I don't feel bad about myself Mm -hmm. but then it's like but you actually feel bad all the time because you feel the burden of having to prove it no yeah it's um it's definitely a cycle and it's like when you get the grades back and you get the notes back and it's like oh really good job and i'm like oh okay maybe it was worth it but it's like no it it's never not. feels as good as you think it will no and because it's like i said like it's just a cycle like if i'm being honest like with that same assignment that same class like those assignments um with that class even like every week when we have those assignments due like i i get like anxiety about like starting it and doing it because it's just like I have to feel like I have to put so much of myself into it which is not true but it's like that anxiety that's like dragging me down and like keeping me from actually like probably getting more out of the assignment that that I could rather than just like trying to spit out words to make myself sound smart on the page totally 
Yeah. And I love, one of my professors today was talking about writing and editing. And he was like, writing is never finished. It's just, there's just a due date. True. And I feel like oh. as writers, that is very validating of like, this is not, it can always improve. So when you turn something in, be like, this is my best. It, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get a high grade, it's like, oh, I can just improve. Mm-hmm. Like a, there's always space to be better. But that right. just feels so difficult because when you see a B, you're not like, wow, room to grow. You're like, right. I suck. <laughs> so. And you could look at it two different ways of like, there's always room to grow. Therefore, I have to keep mm. growing. <laughs> yeah. Or I can, you know, take some time to, you know, really sit on it and learn from that yeah. experience. Totally. So. And I feel like it could definitely like breaking the cycle would look like not doing super good in an assignment reviewing the assignment, seeing what you needed help on, getting office hours if you need help, and Mm -hmm. then trying again. Like we talked about earlier, like, it's a lot scarier to just be like, I don't care, like, I'm not going to put in the effort. Right. Than it is to be like, I'm going to really try my best, and then you do try your best, and then you do bad, and you're like, cool. Right, yeah. So it's very vulnerable. Do you have any other advice for the people at home that are struggling with perfectionism? Um... I guess you kind of touched on it, but yeah, I think it's important, like, when you do get a bad grade to, like, process that and, like, not just be mad and, like, sad about it, but also, like, well, why am I feeling this way? Yes. And why is it impacting me so much? Yeah. Um, Which is kind of what I do every single time I get a bad grade, because, like, I don't know, I think it's important, because, like, you have to move on from it eventually, like, you can't let it just, like define you continue to define you so you know you yeah like you said you kind of like look over it you see where you went wrong or like not went wrong but like how you could improve Mm -hmm. and then you just like take that into your next assignment but also not having like these super high expectations for yourself to be like the best student ever yeah um because yeah we're all here to learn and that's the point and learning comes with failing sometimes yes whether you're like at school or just at your job mm-hmm. or in your relationships yeah like, oof you oof that's <laughs> we should talk about that another day another at another time i was like dang that's a good topic oh yeah and that's the same thing because we're just trying to avoid shame right but when you the thing about shame is like when you talk about it with someone else it feels it goes away like that's the thing it only is a big thing in your head like if you're carrying around like I did really bad on this, like, test. True. And anyone in your life who, like, actually cares about you is, like, if you say, like, I got a 60% of my test and I feel really dumb right now, they're going to be, like, that's not true. I'm sorry you got that grade. Like, that's not, that doesn't define you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it feels so scary to bring that up because you're scared they're going to be, like, wow, like, you are stupid. (laughs) Which is, like, not what other people think. Because when my friends tell me that they fail a test, I'm not, like you're dumb (laughs) you know what I mean like I feel like that's like my internal like critic is like you're dumb like da 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 but then like I've never thought that or said that to another friend Mm -mm. so I feel like it's important to like foster that space like with find like a trusted friend Mm -hmm. or mentor where you can talk about things like your perfectionism that you're struggling with definitely um because that's very real yeah and another thing is I feel like there's not a like smooth transition from like let's say like elementary school middle school high school into like 
higher education. Yeah. Yep. And like at this point, your parents aren't the one checking your grades. Like you're the mm-hmm. one checking your grades, and like you're the one that has to kind of deal with like that element of like oh what do I do with this now yeah and like what does this mean for me Mm -hmm. um yeah that was definitely something I had to figure out as well but it's it's a lot but and it goes a little too far when you're like you take too much pride in your grades yes but like when it it's almost more dangerous when it keeps getting fulfilled of like you are smart you are talented and you keep striving and putting in all this effort right like beyond your capacity to like when when it it's a compromising of like your own wellness Mm -hmm. it's like it's not worth it right to like get an a if you like aren't sleeping because then your brain functions out like (laughs) then you're not able to actually like show up and also like experience the goodness of life when you're like Mm -hmm. literally not well yeah and i know i have like friends and stuff who like work so hard and they get themselves sick and then they're like sick Mm -hmm. for a long time but then they like don't want to miss class and get behind so then they keep going and they're not getting better and it's like i've been there girl yeah yeah (laughs) So I think when it compromises your wellness, that's when you know, like, that's the difference between, like, there's healthy striving and I feel like, like, perfectionistic striving. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know, like, well, Bio has Sleep Week. Oh, my gosh. Gotta plug Sleep Week. plug it. Honestly, don't know when it's happening. Me neither. But we'll be posting about it. Don't worry. Definitely. We'll definitely. We'll definitely have to interview Lisa and be like, tell us why we need to sleep. And she's going to be like, listen here. (laughs) Get your sleep eight hours at least. Get it. Has your sleep improved since your incident? Um, <laughs> I've been sleeping in. I still stay up late, but that's just like me being a little crazy. <laughs> just me being a silly girl. Just me being silly and you know, trying to fix my sleep schedule. <laughs> it's tough. It is. You know, it's college. It it happens, yeah. and you gotta find a way to keep i don't know sane and take care of yourself yeah well on that note i think this is a good spot to wrap up our episode Woo! me airing out all of my all of my insecurities i'm like lauren Lauren, i'm gonna have to cut um most of what you said (laughs) you're like all right a little therapy session yeah let's air it we love that's what we're here for you know what i mean love talking with you lauren yes so fun so fun fun. can't wait for more chats with you um yeah hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next time Bye. bye thank you for listening to this week's episode of did i talk too much if you enjoyed this week's episode we would love to hear from you you can leave a rating and a review on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you're listening from To make sure you don't miss an episode every other week, be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well to get the latest updates on upcoming events, new blogs, and question boxes where you have the chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Our Instagram is at grit at Biola. Our blog is linked in our Instagram bio where you can hear from our staff writers and read more about our mission. Thanks again for tuning in. The views expressed in this podcast may not necessarily represent the beliefs of Biola University or the GRIT Editorial Board. All content is designed to inspire and challenge GRIT listeners to explore their gifting, foster resilience, gain insight, and develop tenacity.